0: All right. Hey, welcome back to College Football Breakdown. I'm your host, as always, Coach Um, Greff. First things first, we all make mistakes, right? We all kind of get overly excited. Um, And I should have known better. Uh, On Monday, I was talking about the Pac-12 and Big Ten coming back. They are. This is true. (laughs) But uh, when I said that the Pac-12 is coming back September 26th, and literally three days from now, in my head, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that's, like, actually happening. Uh, and I don't think it is. I still am not like a hundred. I, I don't think, I think that's what's happening. But yeah, I don't think the Pac-12 has actually officially come out and set a date for their season to start. I think it's all, you know, I think they're saying they, they're they planning to play this fall. Um, but as far as uh, an actual date to kick off the season it's either like late october early november very you know the the big 10 is october 24th i believe so yeah uh it's gonna be around that same time so yeah i don't i should have known better i didn't it's all right um but hey let's move on we all make mistakes but hey pac-12 will play football so will the big 10. um we're gonna do uh some fun breakdowns tonight something a little different that i haven't done before uh we looked at Grant Wells uh, a few weeks ago, the quarterback for Marshall, um, you know, and the the impressive redshirt freshman for the Thundering Herd. Well, tonight he, uh, I want to look at somebody who's helped him succeed and, and who has helped Marshall get to two and zero. They're now ranked in the top twenty five following their win over Appalachian State last week, um, and that is the running back. Surprise, surprise. We're going to look at another running back. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we are going to take a look at, um, of course, I'm going to forget his name, Brendan Knox, um, <clears throat> who's the running back for Marshall. But what we're going to do tonight, which is what I'm saying is a little different, we're going to look at tape from last year. So we're going to look at a, a game film from 2019, Brendan Knox. And then we're going to look at a game from this season, which is the Appalachian State game. Uh, so we're going to look at last year. We're going to look at this year is there a difference? Has he improved? Is there still stuff to work on? How much better has he gotten? Has he gotten worse? You know, uh, but the kid is, is definitely, uh, he's got NFL size. Um, He's had a successful season so far, two games in. Um, He has over 200 yards rushing. Uh, But yeah, he, he, he's definitely made a case early. I know we haven't seen some of the, the actual, you know, really good teams. We haven't seen the SEC teams. We haven't seen uh, a lot from the Big 12 teams. Um, obviously, we haven't seen anything from the Big 10 or Pac-12. We've seen a little bit from the ACC, But so far, Brendan Knox has made a case for being a top running back. And, uh, and if he victory that he's currently on, I could see him being a, a very draftable guy. and uh, And just looking at his tape from last year and now looking at it his take from this year, he's already, you know, spoiler alert. He's already made a lot of improvements. He looks like, an, he looks more explosive. He looks more patient. Uh, and he looks like he from, from 2019 to 2020, it looks like he's made a leap. Uh, and I know it's early, but he looks, he looks good. He, he's got great size. He's at about 20. Uh, for, for me, the ideal of running back is about six foot and I like 225. That's about what I like. Uh, well, I'll give it a range, 215 to 225. That's what, that's, I do like six foot. I know it doesn't happen very often. Uh, you know, you get a lot of five nine, five ten, five eleven guys, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, for me personally, like the prototype, six foot. Um, I'm not six foot, I'm not even really that close. I'm like five, eight, five, nine, maybe, I don't know. Um, but hey, I'm not in the NFL. So um, now I really like Brendan Knox, I have think, things in twenty nineteen, and he had a he had a good year. Uh I know he went over a thousand yards. Yeah, he had thir he he almost had fourteen hundred yards. Uh he rushed for one thousand three hundred and eighty-seven, uh, scored eleven touchdowns on the ground, averaged just over five yards of carry. Um but watching his tape from 19, it was like ooh man like yeah your numbers are good man man you got you have a lot of stuff to get better on uh, and in the short amount of time that we've seen him in 2020 he's gotten better so that that says a lot about his development he looks and uh, I will say this his 2019 tape it seemed like he was kind of I don't know how to really describe it I guess he he, he was just hesitant that's that's the best he was there, talent was there, but he just seemed, you know, it was, it was really his first year being the guy for Marshall. Uh, as a freshman, he had 95 attempts, played in seven games, um, you know, had, again, kind of put up semi-impressive numbers for the amount of times he touched the ball, but he went from 95 carries in 2018 to 2019 last year, he bumped that up to, to 270 carries. So, like, he was the guy. So, I think maybe it just took him some time to... Get himself acclimated, you know. I'm not, you know, maybe the get used to the pressure of being the starting running back, and uh, you know, maybe the game was just moving too fast for him at times. Uh, but now in 2020, as a junior, it just seems like he's he sees the field better. Things aren't going too fast for him. He's processing faster. Uh, uh, this is, I haven't. It's not like I talked to the kid. It's not like I'm his coach. This is all just for me watching game film. Um, so I could be dead wrong, but this is just what I get, you know, uh, from watching them on the field. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for his future. I think that Marshall's going to, they're, they're a good team. I think they'll probably end up with probably three, three or four losses at, by the end of the year. Um, and then, you know, probably a 25 top 25 ranking, depending on their bowl game. Um, but they're a good team. The future is very bright. If, uh, if Knox does have a, a good year, I, I could see him declaring and, and going to the 2021 draft, which I do think he's a draftable kid, especially when you see the growth that's already happened. Um, he doesn't have elite speed, which elite speed is hard to come by, especially at the running back position. Um, you know, when you got guys that are like, you know, on average 5'10, 190 it's hard to have that elite speed I w- even receivers even like defensive like you don't see elite speed so I should probably stop using that term so loosely and ter- you know saying that oh he doesn't have elite speed like, there's probably like four guys in the league now that has elite speed um, probably more than that but you get what I'm saying uh, he has average speed I'll, I'll say he's an average speedster uh, he's not like a track star but when you're six foot 225 you don't need to be a track star you have you just need to be patient you need to have good vision you need to protect the ball and you need uh, to be able to break tackles and he does all those things so far in 2020 he's done a very good job um anyway we're going to get into some of his film look at 2019 and look at 2020 compare the two uh and then we're also going to i know a few weeks back i kind of cut myself too short on time and we didn't really get to look at Marvin Wilson, the defensive tackle from Florida State. We didn't get to we didn't get the look That he did time tonight and actually look at Marvin Wilson game film. I say that. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because you know you know how I get with film. I watch one play five times, and when you have ten, twelve plays to go over, that takes up a lot of time. So, I do really want to get to Marvin Wilson tonight. I'm I'm, I'm going to have it in the back of my head. I'm going to have a little uh, inner clock, you know, channeling my inner Kramer uh, for you Seinfeld fans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully we, hopefully I can mentally remember. All right. Hey, um, but anyway, so let's go ahead and, and stop beating around the bush here and we're going to get into a, a little, um, uh, Uh, Knox tape, Brendan Knox, the Marshall running back. And again, we're going to start with 2019. So let me get what I need opened up here. Um, Yep. Okay. So yeah, this is a Versus Louisiana Tech, um, and and we're just going to go over some stuff here uh, from that I saw from his twenty nineteen film. Speaking of Brandon Knox, of course. Uh, okay, here we go. All right, get my notes here. I'm not a note guy, but I took I take notes. All right. Oh, why are we not working? There we go. Okay. So. <clears throat> Wait for this to load up. All right. All right here we go. All right. <clears throat> first things first. This is not not good for for Knox here. He's number twenty. Uh just not that's not what you want when you're trying to protect your your quarterback. Uh and I talked last week or maybe you know just a couple of days ago about uh how important communication is for pass protection between the running back and the offensive line. Um and it just seems like the communication here breaks down. Uh and maybe not even communication. I shouldn't say communication because the offensive line, even though I understand what Knox is trying to do here. He's trying to help out an offensive lineman that's struggling. They run a they run a twist, stump twist kind of move. Um, so the offensive line has to, you know, make sure they the, the initial guy that they're trying to engage with, they need to deep the disengage with him and pick up the new guy that comes into their their zone of area. Um, and Knox sees his offensive lineman struggling, and he kind of leaps to a – he jumps to a conclusion, if you will, um, which he shouldn't do. <laughs> he needs to remain patient because uh, he goes in to try tries to help a guy that really isn't necessary because the quarterback can just easily step up in the pocket or avoid that one pass rusher with the, the semi-engaged offensive lineman on him. Uh, but what ends up happening is <clears throat> Knox, <clears throat> excuse me. Knox tries to help him out, and then the lineman and Knox, neither one of them pick him up. And then there's also a free blitzer coming that Knox should have been responsible for. And then all of a sudden you got two guys right in your quarterback's face and he gets taken down. Um, so Knox should have been more patient. He should have anticipated that blitzing linebacker, um, but he did And uh, it just it just turns to garbage really really quickly. And you'll see here that it's a you know you see it there, but it's, it's a much better view from the end zone camera. So right here, you're gonna see these two linemen here. There you go. See this is what I'm talking about. Your lineman definitely needs help, but everybody else is pretty much locked up, and uh, your lineman can, your your quarterback can avoid that. I know what you're seeing. I know what you're looking at. First of all, if you're gonna help out, take a better angle because you're in a better position to block your own guy, which actually is kind of what happens. Um, but now you got this big old gap here. Which is your responsibility, Mr. Knox? Uh, and, and if you step up here, take him on. Your offensive guard can either recover or just kind of, you know, uh, ride him out, and your quarterback just kind of steps up. Now we got a, a, a much better looking play, but instead you get in your lineman's way, you let a free blitzer come, and now both these guys are going to close in on your quarterback and disrupt the entire play, and nothing. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. So not off to a good start. Um, but again, just something to, to, to it's communication, it's trust, it's it's anticipation, all those things. And that's what I was saying, you know, before we started, where I just think he, the game was moving too fast for him and he kind of jumped to conclusions a little bit. So, yeah, not, not great. Not great. But young kid, first time starter, it, it's going to happen. Now here, uh, i like I, I do like what I see here um, he does a great job of getting skinny uh, finding the hole here we go uh, great job you know it doesn't you know obviously is, there's a big gap here um, but he he you know he gets skinny and, and gets you know uh, gets to the b gap there i'll go back a little ways uh but yeah, you would think this is going to be the hole, but he does a good job because he, he goes off of his blocker's backside. When you see the back of your blocker in front of you, and you know it's, it's flat like that, there's no need to go. Through. This look, this is a this is a phantom hole. Uh, there's this is not a true hole because this defender could easily close that really quickly if he sees you committing to that hole. Uh, what he he does the exact right thing and he cuts. Uh, right in this gap here, you're going to have your lineman here engage here. You already have one lineman engaged here, cut off of his back, get skinny and then get up in that hole. And that's exactly what he does. A nice little jump cut. And then uh, he, he, he gets a little bit extra with a little tough run. We'll go back and watch that one more time. I like this angle better, but again, great job of, of, of finding, the true hole and getting skinny and uh and go getting what yards he can that's that's a nice solid run that's a good that's a good bounce back from that uh, poor blocking play we saw earlier okay All right, here we go now he does a better job here this is exactly what he should have done the first time uh, <clears throat> now i'm not a big fan of the chop block um I will say that I'm not a huge fan of chop blocking uh, for my running backs. I, I much rather I would much rather you see you stay on your feet and and, and actually engage him that way. You know, if he because if you miss on your chop block and he just kind of leaps over you, it's essentially like you're not blocking him at all. So I I, I prefer my running backs to save and I just, I. I've noticed Knox. He did. I, I can't remember if I wrote it down on my notes to show it again, but I do. I do remember seeing him do this a couple times. He he prefers the chop block. Um, not not for me. Not for me. I don't. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like my running. Speed. Like I said, I like to for them to engage and actually move their feet, stay in front of the guy. You get a lot better block that way. Uh, chop blocks are are really the most effective when you catch the guy by surprise. Uh, you know, when you come in high, and that's what Knox does. He comes in high, and then all of a sudden, the very last second, he comes down and, and chops him right at his, at his thigh pad, uh, chops him down like a tree. But, again, that's effective for just a couple seconds because, one, if the guy uh, anticipates that and, and, and overreads you, then he'll just leap over you, and he has a free run at your quarterback, and he's disrupting the play. Or, even if you do get a nice chop block, and it's a, it's a slow-developing play, then – he's just going to pop right back up your your face is in the ground that's all you're going to do you chop block him you're done you're not going to get back up and engage him again that's just not going to happen you're taking yourself out of that play so if he gets chopped down or if you don't even get that good of a a block on him and he just stumbles and he gets right back up again you're delaying him maybe a, a half second a full second unless you get a really effective chop block which he does he does get a very effective chop block here and and it is kind of a quick developing play, but still, I would just rather him engage rather than chop block. But again, you know, rather that be a coaching preference that, you know, maybe Marshall that's just the play design uh, Maybe they're just trying to get a quick pass concept going. But again, just a little thing that, you know, preference for me, I don't, I don't like the chop block, but he does a much better job of, of knowing his assignment. He didn't, you know, there's no trash coming through, so there's no need for him to panic. But he identifies, steps up, and then, yeah, there we go. There's the chop block. Let's see, it didn't really do much. It's a completed pass, but it doesn't do much. You're much better off, in my opinion, to engage this blitzer rather than chop him. Chop, he goes down, and he's right back up, and he's pressuring your quarterback anyway, with a lot of help from his friends. But if you engage him rather than chopping him, just go engage. Just go engage. And uh, there's no pressure from that guy. And you're doing your job. Again, dude, you know, that's just how I see it. That's 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 what I would coach my running backs to do. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is, I suppose. All right, let's move on here. <clears throat> but you kind of see what I'm saying. Even though we had an impressive 2019, we're not off to great film. Like, there's been a couple times already, and we've seen, like, three plays where it's Two out of three plays, there's something you're doing wrong. Uh, so, again, good season, just a lot to improve on. Now here, and this is what I'm talking about, anticipation and explosiveness. His explosiveness in 2020 is so much better. Uh, right now, look, right here. Boom, there's your hole. Put your foot in the ground, go get north and south, and explode through that hole. There's no need to be patient here. You've been patient enough the hole is right in front of you. You got a wall here. You got a wall here. <clears throat> and I know this guy seems like he's not really engaged with anybody, and, and it seems like he could close that gap pretty quickly. But if you explode through that hole and get north and south and, and you run tough enough with your high knees, you could easily break that tackle because he's moving laterally. You're moving north and south. You got the momentum. And by the time he he gets into that hole, you could be either parallel with him or just a little bit behind him, either way, you should be able to break that tackle. But he doesn't see it. It, it takes him a while. And, like, he, now it's too late. I don't know what you're seeing. I don't know what you're what you're anticipating here. But now it's too late. And now you kind of got to do this little hop step. You lose every single bit of momentum you had. And uh, it's just not you, – you turn what could have been a really big gain into a very minimal one. And, and that's on you. Your line does the job. That's on the running back. Hit the hole. So there it is right there. I, I'm not sure what you're looking at. I, I don't know if this is a, a stretch play concept. So he's anticipating the uh, the tackle here to be pinning inside um, because, you know, maybe, there, maybe he's expecting a big old wall right here. And he just continues on his path and then he gets up, which is, you know, that's, that's a stretch concept. But again, it's not always going to go to according to plan. Here's your hole right there. Put your foot in the ground and explode through it. Don't do this. Uh, you It's. That's just not good. That's not good. Not good vision. And I am not using good English, but oh well. I'm a little worked up. I just. I'm not liking. I. I it's just not good. You know, and this is kind of a similar thing. Um, you, you just string it out way too long. Right there, you have when you see your lineman's head uh, on the right side, and this guy has his back turned to the hole, and he's engaged with somebody. So the, the likelihood, you know, what you're probably going to get is is your def- this defender just putting out an arm. You know, you're and that's an easily broken tackle. But when you see your lineman's head on the right side of a defender like that, man, just cut right there. Cut right there, but instead you continue to string it out. And you get a little bit, but again, you could have gotten a lot more. You could have gotten a lot more. Yeah. And read read the blocks. Have a little bit of anticipation. Right? You know, and I know they're kind of playing patty cake right here, and this looks like it's closed up. But this is why you got to react. This is why you have to train your body to. And again. I mentioned it before. It's probably just inexperience. He didn't have a lot of experience yet. Not a lot. Not a lot of experience yet. Uh, jump ahead here. <clears throat> uh, now here we go. Now, now we got a little bit of something working here. Now we're starting to look like a running back. You know, we showed nice patience. Let something develop in front of us. We, we got decent vision. You probably should have hit a little bit earlier. Um, but, you know, you, you do end up hitting. You, you, you display nice high needs. Um, there are things I like about this play. I'll give them that. You know, we're, we're showing in-game improvement, which is a big thing. You know, I'd like to see, you know, I would like to see him probably be about here. You know, at the top of the U rather than on the right side, back side of the U. Um, and I know that seems minute, but man, when you play football at, at this D1 level, and especially in the NFL level, that one yard is, is a huge difference. Uh, I would much rather him be here and explode through the hole rather than taking this angle. And he, he, he doesn't even make a clean one-step cut. He kind of shuffles his feet. Loses momentum, and, and, he, and he has to uh, maneuver himself kind of around his blocker. Right here, he should be much much more upfield, much more downhill. You know, he, you don't have to maneuver like that if you're in a better position. But again, it's a better run than what we've seen uh, so far on film. All right, here we go. Uh, and what's funny, you're, and, and not really funny, I mean, they have the same coach and stuff, So, but you do see this formation in the next next set of film. Um, but anyway, uh, let's get a touchdown here. <clears throat> the line does a good job, and you see it better from the end zone camera, but the line does a great job, and they are, number three here is going to be free. And uh, it's, it's 100% the running back's job. When you're this close to the end zone, the goal line, and you see this linebacker like two and a half, three yards in deep in the end zone, and you're thinking touchdown. If your lineman does their job and you have the momentum, there's no way in hell this guy should stop you. Have some pride, and, and he does. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm talking like he doesn't do it, but he does a great job. He gets the momentum, he lowers his pad level, and he gets in the end zone. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. There's no way when you have <clears throat> as mu- um, the amount of yardage – to, you know, uh, to build up your momentum versus the amount of yardage that he has to build up his momentum. Uh, I went too far back. That that was a, the previous play, but we'll get there. Now, here we go. Here's the scoring play. So you have, you know, <clears throat> about five six yards, and he has three. So you got double the yardage he has to get your momentum behind you, and 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 you utilize it correctly. You don't you don't stutter step. you, you see the hole. You hit the hole. You lower your pad level, and you are getting into that end zone. There's no way this guy should stop you one-on-one, ever. Not this close to the end zone. Lower your pad level, go get in there. That's exactly what you do. You go score and touchdown, and, and that's what we need. That's exactly what we want, um, and that's exactly what gets done. So we're going to end on a positive there for the 2019 film. Um, but as you can see, it wasn't it wasn't like off the charts good. Uh you know, he had a good season in 2019, but there are, and I know that's one game, um, but there was a lot to improve. And that was one of his better games on the season in terms of stats. He had a decent game, uh, but a lot to improve in just that one film. But now let's look at 2020. Let's see, let's see if we can find improvement. Let's see if we can see uh a big difference from what we just saw to this very young season that we have upon us right now. Mm OK, here we go. <clears throat> OK. All right. Right off the bat, man, he just looks so much more explosive and so much more decisive and so much more confident. First play that we've seen. It looks like a completely different running back. It does to me anyway. Uh, But right off the bat, there's no hesitation. There's no second guessing. There's no uh, being overly patient. He sees the hole. He recognizes, and he explodes. I saw almost no explosiveness in that first film. But the, the first play I watched, he's explosive. He's confident. He's ready to play. He's amped up. I love it. I love everything about it. From what we saw to now, that I love it. Someone got coached up in the offseason. season, 100. Somebody got coached up, and that was Brandon Knox. Brandon Knox did a lot to improve. Here we go again. The right amount of patience, the right anticipation, and I hate that we don't have the ends on camera here, um, <clears throat> but we'll make do, right? So he's, you know, he's got the ball. Uh, <clears throat> there's, there's some. There's a lot of mess going on in front of him, but he has just the right amount of patience. And then once, as soon as that hole develops, he hits it, man. He doesn't hesitate, which is the biggest thing from 2019 to 2020 was his hesitation uh, is, is is much better. Um, he doesn't overly hesitate. He has, you know, there's there's a fine line between hesitation and patience. Uh, in, in, in 2019, I saw, I saw hesitation. And in 2020, I'm seeing patience, which is what you want to see. You want to see patience. Great job of letting your blocks develop, and he goes and gets almost a first down. They probably didn't call it a first down, um, but man, what a what a great play! What a good play! <clears throat> All right, again, man, yeah, did a great job of bouncing it and making something. Um, out of what looked like kind of, the, you know, the, there's there's penetration there. There's early penetration. Boom, that's early penetration. He doesn't panic. He doesn't, uh, you know, try to do too much. You know, some running backs might see this penetration and think, all right, now I, I got to, you know, flip the script and go across the field here. Uh, a lot of young running backs do that a lot of young running backs would, would panic in this situation and, and, and put their foot in the ground or maybe go the opposite direction, just thinking this, you know, this play's dead. Um, but what he does is exactly what I've talked about before is when you have disruption like this in the backfield, you have to avoid it. You have to find a way to avoid it. And then you have to get back on your path, the original course because your linemen don't know what's going on behind them. I've said this before, I guarantee you, I'll say it again. Uh, and one thing about coaching high school, and I guarantee you, coaching at any level, any sport, you realize that you just have to be uh, comfortable comfortable with the fact that you will have to repeat yourself. So if you find, you know, if you watch this video and and you and you think, man, he says the same stuff a lot, it's because I'm used to it. <laughs> Kids don't pick up on it the first time. You have to say it two, three, four, five, six, that they eventually they get it right. Eventually they'll get it. But man, the more you the more you repeat it, that's when they actually, you know, the, the third, fourth or fifth time. then they start paying attention and then they start adapting uh, that to the field. But anyway, I digress. But uh, no, a really good job um, of, of avoiding that disruption, bouncing it. And then getting north and south as quickly as possible. That's the big thing. It's one thing to bounce it. Uh, it's 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 a completely other. And again, I went I went too far back. <clears throat> it's one thing to bounce it, and uh, and 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 go outside. But it's it's another thing to bounce it and then get north and south as soon as possible. That's that's the key. It's okay to bounce when necessary, but you don't want to you know bubble it. You don't want to just run laterally. You want to get north and south as soon as possible. And that's what he does. He's forced to bubble. He's forced to not bubble. He's forced to bounce because of the backfield disruption. But then as soon as he can, he gets north and south, which again, great development from 2019 to 2020. Absolutely great development. Disruption, bounce, north and south. And he goes and gets a first down. Great running play. That's a great play. Good job, young man. <clears throat> okay. Now, here we go. I told you it's going to look familiar, right? Here we go. Inside the five, you know, we're right on the one, about the probably the exact same spot we were in 2019 against Louisiana Tech. Well, here we are again, 2020. Same formation. Uh, it's going to be a very similar type of play here. Just go get in that end zone. And that's what he does. He's a tough runner. He's a big bodied runner. He doesn't need to, to leap over the pile. He doesn't need to put himself uh, in a situation where he could get hurt. Just use your momentum, trust your offensive line that they're, that they're actually going to get a good push in front of you. Uh, <laughs> and then just, when you see the hole, whether there's a defender in there or not, lower your shoulder and go get it. Lower your shoulder and go get it. Because again, They're on the one and he's standing at the nine. He has eight yards to get momentum. These linebackers are about a yard into the end zone. So they got about two, two and a half yards. So you got quite a bit of advantage when it comes to momentum. Plus you got offensive linemen, you got, you know, two tight end fullback types in front of you. Um, man, just go score. You know, you know, toughen up and just go lower your shoulder and go get in there. And that's what he does. You know, uh, a touchdown is a touchdown, and rather you get an inch into the end zone or, <clears throat> or you you know, run cleanly five yards deep, it, it's still worth the same amount of points. It doesn't really matter. Um, so just go score, and that's what he does. Good job, good job. You don't get more points for for leaping the pile. So <clears throat> it always makes me nervous seeing guys do that. You don't see it very often anymore. You, see, you, you used to see guys do it a lot. Um, but not so much anymore. I always tell my running backs to to not leave their feet. I never want to see my running backs leave their feet. It makes me nervous. Um I've had kids in the past that like they, they they love to do it and it's flashy and, and it gives people's attention. Well, it could also end your season. So you know, think about that next time you wanna look good. But anyway, again, I man, I, I get cut off a lot. But anyway, all right, here we go. Here we go. and again, you, you you, you kind of see what I'm talking about though. He just looks like such a much, a much better and a much different back. Just a, you know, a a season apart. And again, here we go. Uh, Another really good example of his patience and his anticipation being so much improved from 2019 to 2020. And that little, you know, dead leg there, little, little bounce. Um, Mm. So good, so good. Just that, and, and this is a perfect example. Oh, this is a perfect example of uh, training your body. Uh, this is him not thinking. I guarantee you he's not thinking about this. He, this is just him and his body and his mind reacting to what is happening in front of him. He sees this defender kind of leaking through, and his body just reacts. He he avoids it and then he sees a second defender and he you know he he bounces around him and then he goes and gets yards. This is a pure reaction moment. He didn't think about this. This is this was a reaction. <clears throat> this little this first little right here, that's a reaction right there. That right there is a reaction. And, and 29 is 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 on his face because of because of that reaction. I love to see it. Boom. Reaction. I love it. And then he bounces again to avoid. He breaks the first tackle. uh, And, you know, he's tripped up and going down. And, you know, but hey, you know what? You just got us eight yards on first down. Young man, I'm going to take that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm, I love good running back play. I love it. It's like artwork. A good running play is so beautiful. It really is. Again, that again. You know, it's it's like he knows I'm watching. <laughs> now, again, this is a reaction. Just a reaction. He doesn't have time to think about this. It's happening so fast in front of him. He doesn't have time to think. So he has to react, and that's exactly what he does. Boom, react. There you go, man. There you go. He's running harder. He's running tougher. Uh, he looks so much better. But anyway, all right. That's enough for Brennan Knox. Uh, I don't I don't want to waste uh I'm not saying waste. You know that's that's a bad that's a bad term to use. I'm not wasting time, um, but I don't want to use too much time on Knox and leave, again, leave too short amount of time for Marvin Wilson. Um, but as you can see, man, I hope anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, he just looks so much more improved from 19 to, to 20, and I think he's he's about to have a really big year. Uh, you know, he's already got almost 225 yards in the season. He's got a couple touchdowns. Um, he's averaging almost five yards a carry. I think he's going to have a special year. And, uh, and and it's good for Grant Wells to have a running back like that. It's good for for Wells' development uh, to be able to hand off to an upper running back like that and, and trust him, and, and especially with how much read plays and read option plays that, that Marshall runs. That's a great, great backfield tandem. Uh, so I really, really enjoy that. Here we go. We are going to move on to a little Marvin Wilson, a little defensive tackle action. I know we we briefly uh, went over him, but again, I, I, I cut it too short last time, and I don't want to do that to him again. He's a, he's a really solid uh, player for Florida State, and probably one that's going to go very, very high in the draft um, come 2020. I'm sorry, to 2021. <clears throat> I would anticipate a top 15 selection for Marvin Wilson if everything goes according to plan in terms of health and, and all that stuff. <clears throat> and if nothing off the field comes up, which I mean you can never, you know, plan on that. You never want to think that about a young man. And I don't think that'll happen. <clears throat> I feel like I'm losing my voice a little bit. Been at practice all week and, and now I'm doing this. And but hey, I love it. I love when the voice gets raspy. Love when the voice gets raspy. <clears throat> All right, Marvin Wilson, big time defensive tackle, uh, and I, I talked about it last time uh, when I did briefly speak about him. He's not going to be an Aaron Donald; uh, just not going to happen. Uh, I see him more. He's a he's a Derek Noddy who plays for the Chiefs, who came from Florida State as well. Uh, a big run stuffing defensive tackle, just a big body, you know, tough kid. Uh, you know, he, he's somewhere between Derek naughty and Chris Jones speaking of Marvin Wilson. He's, he's a great run defender, not stellar in the pass rush department. So I think, you know, uh, I think he could be a fit in the three, four as a nose tackle. I'd rather see him as a four, three as like a three technique. Um, I think that's probably his best fit as a three technique. Uh, again, he he can get after the the quarterback. He just he he's not the best at it. What he's the best at is is taking on double teams, uh, gap sound player. He's able to control gaps. He's able to shed blockers at the right moment, and he's able to make a lot of tackles. Uh, and when and when you have a defensive lineman that garners as much attention as Wilson even if he finishes the day with like two tackles, he probably did a lot more that goes beyond the stat sheet. Because um, when you have guys like him on your team, you're going to see your linebacker, his tackle total is going to skyrocket because Marvin Wilson's in front of those those linebackers taking up attention, taking up blockers to, so those linebackers can run free behind and go make the tackles. So <clears throat> when you see guys, you know Rams teams where Aaron Donald's a freak. Let's just call it as it is. He's a freak, so he's gonna have a big time stat totals anyway. But you know, back in his day, uh, Nadam um guys like Chris Jones, uh, Fletcher Cox. Um, I, I know there's others. That I'm forgetting Linval Joseph for the Chargers. Guys like that. I know that. Uh, those guys when you don't see big totals in terms of tackles or sacks or stuff like that i guarantee you uh when you look at other people's stats those linebackers that are on those teams are going to have much higher tackle totals because those defensive tackles are taking up the blockers and freeing up the linebackers to go make those tackles um, so these guys don't get enough credit because they don't still they don't always show up in the stat sheet. But trust me, um, they deserve the respect that that they should get. All right. So Marvin Wilson. All right. I think he wears like number twenty-one. Um, yeah. Here, here we go. So in this play here. He's going up against uh, uh Mikai Becton, who is uh the Jets rookie lineman. So he was a high draft pick. He get he kind of gets shoved, he gets kind of a little manhandled here by Becton. Um and, but Becton was a was a high draft pick. So let's not uh let's go back a little bit so we can see the sideline view of it. Right, here we go. So he's going to, he's going to be man-on-man with Becton. Marvin Wilson is not a small guy. And this is Becton right here. Becton is ridiculously – he's just such a big human being. Uh, and he was a very high draft pick for the New York Jets last season – or last draft. Um, and he, you don't see this from Wilson. You don't see him get knocked off of, of – you know, you don't see him get knocked unbalanced. You don't see him get knocked back really at all. But that's – you know, Becton <laughs> – you know, yeah, you don't see that, man. You just don't see that. So, hats off to Beckton on this play. Um, that's a great matchup, and here's Enzo came of it. But, uh, that's a great matchup, Beckton and Wilson. Those are two NFL guys, those are two NFL guys. So, um, that was just kind of a, a fun little matchup there. But anyway, here we go, Marvin Wilson. Again, here he's he's kind of going up against Becton again, but this time I would you know give Wilson the credit here. Uh, he gap sound at the end is able to kind of shed Becton. Um, he kind of keeps Beckton at bay the entire time, um, and then at the very end he helps out in that tackle. Boom, he's not the first guy there, but he definitely helps finish it off. You'll see him right here. Here's Wilson. Here's Becton. Wilson will, will, will slant to his left, to the offensive right. So he's going to slant here, kind of extend one arm, his right arm, and, and keep Becton at you know right here. There you see it. Uh, and great job of this linebacker here because you know uh, easily and that and that's just assignment football. That's exactly what the defense wanted to happen. Um, that's why they have their defensive lineman slanting and their linebacker uh, coming across over top. But look at him. Marvin Wilson is, you know, you can see his number. He's not He's not being turned at all. He's controlling his gap. Um, and no, he's not the first guy to initiate contact, but he's definitely there to help clean it up. Boom. Let's go. That's And that's a great job from the Seminole defense to rally around the football. Um, I really enjoy seeing that. Okay. Alright, here we go. Um, See again, like, yeah, he's not, he's not an Aaron Donald. He is being double teamed. Um, But yeah, his pass rush is just, you know, he doesn't have great get off. Um, He's just, he's a very, he's a kid that uses his strength. He's a kid that uses his low center of gravity. Um, He's not going to usually beat anybody off the ball. That's one area where I would like to see him improve is his get off ball snap and he he's he looks like he's the last guy to react to it which is not a great thing in terms of pass rush um, yeah that that is an area of improvement for wilson ball snapped and he just takes way too long to to react okay and as you, as you can see you know he tries a little spin move he eventually does get there he keep his motor is 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 the biggest thing here it's his motor you know he's locked up here he keeps fighting you know a little spin you know and that's a that's what they like to call a covered sack that's what they call a covered sack it, the coverage is so good downfield the quarterback just runs out of time the quarterback just runs out of time and eventually the the defensive linemen get to him you got a little running back trying to help him. He does a terrible job, but yeah. So Wilson gets the, gets credit for the sack, but that 100% goes to the secondary. Should go to the secondary. But you can kind of see what I'm saying. He's not ever going to be an Aaron Donald in terms of pass rush, but the motor I love. I love the motor. I love the motor. <clears throat> Here he there. Ah, he doesn't make the tackle. He does force it back inside. Um, But as you can see, he'll he'll engage, engage, shed. Now he's a free defender, and he forces that inside, and then his teammates go get uh, go get some tackles. So he does a great job of engaging, and then disengaging, shedding, engage, shed, and boom. Just a hair late, doesn't get the tackle, but he does force the play. Engage, shed, go make the play. All right, I like that. I'll take that. I'll take that. And as you can see, yeah, there we go. A similar thing. He engages, and he's being double teamed. Here he is, and as you can see, he's versatile. Uh, he was on the right side, now he's on the left. You know, I mean, I guess that's you know that's sometimes more common. Uh, depending on scheme um, and, and gap assignment, yeah, he, he's being double teamed. He, sh- he sheds both of them, and he doesn't. He probably didn't get credit for that tackle, uh, but he definitely uh, has had a hand in that. He definitely had a hand in that. What's impressive to me is just he's being double teamed and he sheds both of them. Mm. And you know, I guess you could argue that the. <clears throat> So he's going to be double teamed here by the guard, or I'm sorry, the center and the guard. And you could argue that the guard is starting to slide off and, and go on to the next level. Um, but regardless, he sheds and he goes and makes a play. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he, he's a problem in the, in, in, in the run game. He's going to cause problems in the run game. And I do think he's going to be a high draft pick. I really do. If he continues to have a decent 2020 season. I didn't go. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. So now he's over here back on the right side. They flipped again. There he is being double teamed again. And no, he doesn't mean he has nothing to do with the tackle. But look at how little movement he has. He's going to be double teamed by two very large individuals. One, uh, I believe this guard even is in the NFL now. He's undrafted, but I do believe he's on the NFL squad. Double team. He's not moving. He anchors down, uses leverage, and and he <laughs> just does an amazing job of, uh, of 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 holding his ground against two uh, blockers. That's just amazing to me. Amazing natural strength, uh, and I know that he's he's just a strong kid. Just amazing. Great job. And again, he didn't make the tackle, but. Uh, but you could argue that he made probably the most impressive play. And right, here we'll end on this one. And again, he doesn't really make the, the tackle here. Uh, but what I want to display here is just his, his natural strength. <clears throat> They're sliding to the left. Watch the end of this play, though. Mm. And I think I said this last time when we did you know view him a little bit. Defensive lineman. Don't get pancakes, but he just pancaked that offensive lineman. Marvin Wilson just got himself a pancake playing the defensive tackle spot. Here he is. Get on the ground. Hmm. Strong kid. Strong kid. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. So yeah, you were you were able to we were able to go through Brendan Knox. Saw the improvement from 19 to 20. Um, able to go over a little bit from Marvin Wilson. Um, two very, very exciting kids to watch in 2020. Two kids that I, I think will get drafted. If you know I, I, Marvin Wilson will get drafted, uh, Brendan Knox, depending on if he declares, I think he probably will. Um, following this season, I think he gets drafted. Where you know. It's it's you can't. It's so hard to say in late September where a kid is going to get drafted unless they're like a, you know, they're a top tier prospect unless they're Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, uh, or uh, Caleb Farley um, or Marvin Wilson. Like you you can't predict that in September when you got you know guys that are, they, have, like a Brendan Knox who will climb up draft boards, will make, you know. Uh, their name and their reputation will have a ripple effect as the season goes on. You just can't predict where those guys are going to go. Um, I mean, yeah, you could go ceiling floor predictions, but in September, there's no point. Uh, I, I just like watching the film, seeing his development, and uh, and being able to <coughs> anticipate, you know, him being drafted, which I think he will. So that I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night. I'm gonna call it a, a show week. Um, uh, I really appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, and, and, again, if you're, if you're not able to catch it live on, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 PM Pacific, um, it's always on demand on Twitch. And then it's also posted, um, on audio boom and uh, Chris uh, as a podcast it's, it's audio only Twitch. You get the video, um, but audio only. ChrisLandryFootball.com is is where you can find that audio boom and
1: and all that good stuff. So hey, I
0: appreciate it. Um, as always, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to you know long sustained show and and doing this over and over for you guys. So um, looking to grow in this and looking to to get better and better. So hey, again. I know I say it a lot, but I really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me, guys. That that you that you guys take the time out of your nights to to join me and watch some game film. So, um, I hope you all stay safe. Hope you all have a good night. Hope you all have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. And I will be right back here um, Monday next Monday, uh, which uh, it's going to be tough for me. I don't know. The Chiefs are playing Monday Night Football, so we'll see. We'll see. Actually, having a having said that, we'll see if if. Uh, we can maybe do something a little bit different for the Monday night schedule. But anyway, regardless, um, you will see me again. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good night and be good. With the Lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.